I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Coming to you live from Alola's Battle Royale Dome, it's the one, the only, Puckle Battlecast. Hello and welcome to episode 51 of the Battlecast. I am your host, Seth Vilo, here today with my other co-host, the wonderful uh, deep sea fish, Shark Finnegan himself. Hello, hello. Yep, it's the two of us for what is ending up being a little bit of a late episode, so thank y'all for your patience. Uh, life comes at you fast, especially when weird things happen that eat up all of your evenings in a week, so thank you very much for your patience. <laughs> Yep. We got the show out, gosh dang it. Yep. And actually, it, it kind of worked out. Worth it. Exactly, because had we gotten it out at the time that it should have, we would not have known about what ended up being kind of today's topic. So it worked out pretty darn well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, ho-hum, we're here, we're recording, we're getting this, and it's going to be a little bit interesting of a topic because of the time we're recording this and when news is dropping. So you get to bear with us for a little bit longer, but... We'll get to that when we get there. What have you been up to, Shark? Anything particularly interesting in the video game battling world? Uh, primarily, it's been just a little bit of draft league. Uh, I'm in playoffs in one league. Ooh. Uh, which is nice, though I've got a really rough matchup this week, so fingers crossed there. I'll figure some stuff out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that team is pretty fun, though. It's got Coco, Chomp, Melmetal. Ooh, that's terrifying. Yeah, though my opponent has Blaziken Speed Boost, no no complex bands, uh, oh. Mega Deancey and Celest. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's just as terrifying actually. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I do not have great I mean, are there bl- great Blaziken answers in general? There's Slowbro, but that's like all I could think of. That's probably the best generic one. Yeah, like the like my bulk back end. I have like Mega Blastoise, which kind <laughs> not really. Uh, Blissey, Umbreon, and Pukamuku. Wow. So yeah, not Pukumuku the. Not, I mean, it's suicidal Pukamuku time. Go, Larry. Yep. Got to send him in to do what needs to be done. <laughs> yep. 
Oh, goodness. Well, I'm right there with you as far as draft goes. I'm in the puckle one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only one I'm in, though. Um, and the week of final trades for puckle one has come and gone, and my team looks very different than when I originally drafted it, including the one and only Halucha himself is owned by me. Right. I I, I don't know what you're going to do with Halucha on this team. I mean, you have I a buzzwall right there. I already have Bulu. <laughs> I don't need to do much. I've got the seed ready to go. It also, I can also just keep it from ever seeing the light of day again. It just depends on my mood. <laughs> well, I guess to know your enemy, you have to know your enemy, right? Yeah, honestly, honestly. Like, if you hate a Pokemon or find yourself consistently losing to a Pokemon, build a team with that Pokemon and you will quickly find out what you lose to. So then you can take that knowledge and use it on your own team. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to doing a ladder on a suspect test for OU, I pretty much, like a lot of people, always go something hyper-offense, both for the fact that you can speed through laddering a whole lot quicker, and uh, you just you just sometimes want to go for Pokemon blood. And <laughs> Halucha is often a core member in doing that, because it can cheat games and win you games that you should not win in ways that... <clears throat> few pokemon can mm-hmm. you know, i think thing. i even saw shambu use just a life orb variant of it yeah which actually did a number i'm like oh yeah that's right lucha does have a decent attack without setting up so mm-hmm. you always think of the super fast one not the limber one yeah exactly it's even got mold breaker if you need to break past an ability for whatever reason yeah yeah yeah, so. it's pretty good against uh, Ferrothorns. Oh, yeah, you don't take recoil, do you? No. Huh. Wouldn't or have thought of that. Iron barbs. Yeah. Or do you? I don't know if that makes you take recoil, because it wouldn't it just stop the effect it. going through? It doesn't halt the ability. It stops the ability if it somehow stops your attack. I think it just ignores... No, you just straight up ignore the ability. That may be it. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> we've got an end, we've got a thought right in the beginning of the show. <laughs> Here we are talking mechanics right in the intro part. Abilities affected. No, it does not bypass iron barbs. It does bypass other things, but doesn't stop iron barbs. So never mind. Yeah, because iron barbs is kind of after after the attack is concluded, so it's no longer a factor. Yeah, no, it breaks through things like multi-scale, bulletproof, yeah. fluffy. Because those affect the actual attack calculation yeah. itself. Yeah, that's what I think, yeah. Moldbreaker's of... So, yeah, that's learn basically. something new every day, and that's how Moldbreaker works, folks. Bet you didn't expect to hear a Moldbreaker summary at the beginning of Battlecast 51, but here we are. Here we Taking go. you off guard. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's been my experience. Uh, my next big project is going to be... Preparing for the NAIC trading card game, though, not battling. So I'm a trader, as has been said pu- pu- publicly multiple times. <laughs> so, Hey, you gotta, you gotta win what you can. Exactly, exactly. So if my edge is not as sharp as it is for competitive battling, I apologize, dear listener. I am, I am focused on winning first place at NAIC so I can go to Worlds. That is my only way in at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Better than so. trying to go pl- uh, win VGC with all with Kyogre and Zacian Crown, right? You mean ninety percent of the teams that are in VGC yep. right now? <laughs> yeah, there's your that's, VGC that's summary. It's this. Yep, it's those two and anything that could stop those two. Like there it like is. Quagsire we looped it back. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Incineroar. Lots really of Incineroar. 
Yep. Yeah, for sure. Ugh. But anyway, um, we are probably going to just go ahead and hop on over to tier time. We'll take care of that and then get to the topic which we've been talking about for months. So we will catch you guys on the other side. And now it's time to see the results of this month's Blood, Sweat, and Teary. And we are back with tier time, and we're starting from the top, and it's Ubers as always, and Sharks actually got something for this. Not necessarily for Ubers in general, but tell us about what you've been watching, Shark. So, first of all, the Ubers metagame is, you know, the same right now because there's no... Boring. Yeah, the same, no real innovations at this point because most of the big scary things have been banned or Mm -hmm. under control. Right now, though, I am uh, participating in, a, uh, or I'm in a draft league server that's Uber-based, and uh, they're going for the kind of last hoorah draft before uh, Scarlet Violet drop is to uh, kind of have a anything's goes type Uber draft. So you can draft any like any amount of Ubers you want as long as you're within the point budget. All the way up from Mega Rayquaza, Zacian Crowned, all the way down to things like Dragapult, Urshifu, Cinderace, kind of at the bottom of the like the kind of Uber or borderline Uber Pokemon. So as they're kind of trying to figure out the tiering and whatnot, uh, they've kind of asked a couple of people any or around the servers, like anyone who had the time to go just run a whole bunch of mock drafts, just as they're kind of assessing what gets drafted and where so that way they can kind of tweak some of the point values given a you know a wide variety of Mm -hmm. ubers because the power level of the ubers that were allowed normally were things like marshadow mewtwo so like arceus dark eveltal was like probably the just best overall pokemon in uber that time but now with all the even more broken stuff like Xerneas with Geomancy and Arceus proper. Yeah, they kind of mm-hmm. wanted to kind of get an idea of that. But just kind of been a lot of discussions right now as this drafts or the first route of the drafts are starting uh, is just kind of what some of the better Pokemon out there. And obviously it's between, it's clear above, even if, if there was a metagame that did allow all the Ubers, unhe- unhinged Mega Ray and Zacian Crown will still probably be the best of the best. For sure. Yeah. I'm looking at the tier titles, too. Like, you, you put an image in our note file. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's got Bronze, which has things like Blastoise Mega because of Shell Smout, Dragapult, mm-hmm. Genesect, things at that tier. And Bronze up to Diamond, you know, like you would expect if you're used to any kind of uh, precious metal-based tiering system. And Diamond's got things like Mewtwo, Marshadow. Then it gets it to, like, Immortal, Radiant, and deity with Rayquaza and Zacian. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I just love the tier titles for those top oh, three. Yeah. No, it's a it's a very fun and it's just like a, just kind of getting that idea of just kind of is it really like yeah no there's a those two are the clear away deity po- level Pokemon just because like yeah just literally can if Zacian Crown comes in you know it it just breaks things and it has a stupid speed already. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mega Rayquaza, the fact that it's, you know, yeah, it's maybe a little bit slower, but it's 180 raw attack stats with 115 speed and an item slot. Yep. That's the crazy part, is that it goes to an item slot. Exactly. Which is, though, it does bring some arguments for things like, well, is Zacian, like, what's the kind of the next best one, you know, whether it's Arceus being able to use whatever item, 
Zacian who can use whatever item to. There's some good discussions there kind of going through. But one of the better value ones that are kind of up there but we'll be probably following is a Necrozma Dusk main because it's Ooh, just yeah, so bulky good. that it can basically do almost anywhere. Mm-hmm. Specifically like a lot of weakness pulse autonomized set that if it could get set up that yeah nothing can really stop it. It's nuts. Mm-hmm. Where's regular? Where's regular? Uh, that is in Radiant. It is better. I think it because you can use an item, Kyogre oh, is, is yep. better than Primal Kyogre. Yep. Yeah, for I think it's just lost track of it. that little bit of reason. And the also, I think also the fact that having persistent rain is a little bit better than persistent sun. Mm-hmm. Or because, I mean, with the primordial, once you leave, it goes away. Exactly. Yeah, you, having the, the rain out is a lot. The ground on primal <sighs> is, is though as good. So I think it just nukes its own weakness. Come on, Gen 9. Bring back primals and megas. Let me use them again. <laughs> we can leave Z moves behind, but primals and megas are their own thing. Come on. Mm-hmm. Maybe let Ultra Necrozma exist, but come on. Yeah, yeah. There was a there oh, was no. actually a minor discussion on Z moves, and I forgot. Like I didn't know this. Uh, do you know what Z Geomancy does? Uh, no. Uh, it's an Omni Boost. Yeah. So first turn Omni Boost, second turn plus two plus two plus two on your spe- specials and speed. Yep. That sounds God, about right. So Bananas. Gross. It's not... <laughs> if you get to sur- if you survive the two turns, you can just like you know draining kiss horn leash, even just draining kiss horn leash, just to get your health back. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, let's hop down from Ubers into the actual other tiers themselves, in which uh, I kind of gave a note on it last month, but a lot of these are going to start moving a whole lot slower, folks, just because. With a new generation announced, projects close, people slow down, not a lot of movement sometimes. So uh, this will be the the this one and the subsequent ones in subsequent battlecasts will probably be a little shorter. So starting off with good old overused, not a whole lot of really big changes per se. Uh, the anti-weavile movement continues to gather a whole bunch of steam, making really solid arguments for and against. Uh, I'm personally more leaning towards the four arguments of four either at least suspect testing not quite not quite in four ban yet but at least test it give it a shot why the heck not you know it's we've got a couple months left it's fine um but yeah other than that the ou meta in general has recently taken quite a shift towards the offensive it's kind of starting to lean that way instead so things that were good up till this point things like toxapex and especially ferrothorn are starting to become a slight bit less good just because as people lean more into offense, you can't really have as much value out of momentum saps like Toxapex and Ferrothorn. There's mm. also a lot of adaptation to Hazard's stack, a lot more defoggers around that can more reliably deal with Ferrothorn specifically because that's the one that really enables Hazard. And yeah, those are the trends. There's always some people trying to get some things talked about interesting enough like tang growth is one that this week has had a whole lot of discussion pretty good physical wall kind of walls garchomp kind of walls a couple other things but Mm -hmm. when your physical wall is eaten by weavile not a good physical wall oh yeah Mm -hmm. Um, another thing that another thing that was a heated discussion for a little while was regidrago and how it can just crack past anything (laughs) unless you have fairy in your typing but there was a there was a good argument ish to see it ranked in like the lowest 
C rank. Uh, it didn't end up getting there in the latest update, but yeah, th- some of those calcs are impressive. I think it really could have potential, but fairies are just such a strong type that it yeah. makes it so hard to use it. Because I think I'm just trying to think how many fairies are there in OU. I've got Lele, or basically three Tapus: Lele, mm-hmm. Coco, and uh, Fini, and Clefable herself. So I'm yeah. trying to think anyone else. Like, I mean, that's like four checks that some teams can run two of them comfortably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whole lot of them. Uh, Fenia and Clefable being so common, especially, just really, really put a hamper on. So, and they're kind of staples in a way. Mm. Let's see. What are some other good ones? Uh, I guess Ninetales technically, but that's never past turn. Like, yeah, that's honestly the Tapus and Clefable um, yeah, are really cause, yeah, because the next best one is probably uh, Togekiss, but that one's just down yeah. lower at that point. Yeah, or Bulu would probably be up there. Mm-hmm. As far as like overall general viability, but those four uh, fairies Azu, just being Azu all over kind of lurks because yeah. of, but that's the offense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Regidrago's not getting a ranking, folks. It's you... not quite good enough. No, uh, so that's yet. OU. Give us a little bit of info about UU Shark. We'll just trade back and forth here. Well, uh, they did have the Suspectech. Suspect test on Galarian Moltres that it did get banned. I think pretty, mm-hmm. pretty. I think it was pretty lopsided that one. And yes, uh, one the of them was fairly close, to check. but I think that one pretty, pretty hands down. So now you get a couple more interesting things coming up into play. Uh, Registeel is kind of shut up in viability, mainly kind of being a good body press set that you could be able to win at team preview if you get set up in time. And if they don't have yeah. Aegislash, Sandalure, Hatterene, Skarmory, Cabalion, Togekin. Yeah. Uh. It's, uh, there's been some UU tournaments I've seen uh, reports of, and Registeel did really shockingly well in those. So it's definitely on the radar all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. If it get, get once you get, it just has that 150 defense down on both sides, which makes it yeah. very receptive to getting boosted. You can even run Amnesia if you really want yourself like extra. When I, uh... For the brief period of time that I had Registeel on my draft team, that was going to be the set that I ran. was Body Press with Iron Defense, Amnesia, and Rest. Just Rest, yeah. You won't, because you got you got Clear Body. The only thing that could stop you is Hate and Roar. Exactly. Or There's, a Crit. Mm, yeah. But who gets Crits? But who gets Crits? Everyone against me when they need them. <laughs> but that was going to be the set. I never got the chance, though. So instead I got Skarmory and did that set once where it had, like, Spikes, iron defense, body press, and roost. Mm-hmm. I ran it once, but it never did anything because the opponent had something. I forget what happened, but they always fought. Mm-hmm. Lucky them. I think there was a ghost. I think that's what it was. Yeah, there's always the body press. I think I did a ran bat yeah. recently that I got to use. Uh, uh, Go Go? No, the one that a uh, Gen 8 Goat. Gosh, why am I blanking on this name? Oh, double. Oh, thank you. Double. Yeah, you know, the cotton was, guard, uh, body cotton. press, rest, sleep, top. Yep. <laughs> Which was That's stopped fun. by an opponent's um, uh, poltergeist. Aww. Yeah. Dang it. That's, you can't afford to give that a free turn. Yeah, no, was. I lost that match promptly. Yeah. I didn't have great answers after that. Ugh. Yeah. I tried, but it's like, yeah, even at plus two. And then I just basically <laughs> ended up giving it plus one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, the rest of OUU, uh, you've got Moltres kind of doing well right now, be, uh, despite the fact that Hip Howdon exists. Because. Uh, Moltres still has a pretty respectable attacks, uh, special attack stat, and Hippo doesn't have the greatest spadef, which, uh, yeah. with Hurricane not being affected by Sandstorm, 
can just really just do a number. Coming on an earthquake, I guess, and just pop it with hurricane. I think a lot of them are offensive down here mm-hmm. um, instead of like the what you saw in early OU with defensive. Mm-hmm. Being kind of that Urshifu check or soft yeah. check that it was. Maybe even run sub to block toxics and what. I don't, I'm not sure, but I've seen a lot of sub Moltres places. I mean, it doesn't really need much moveset, right? No. Sub, roost, hurricane, fire move. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. You could either run heavy-duty boots. Yeah, you just mm-hmm. run heavy-duty boots. Yeah, flame body or pressure is good. Mm-hmm. Keldia is also doing pretty well in the meta, finally pulling its weight because most of its counters aren't do in great positions right now in the meta game. And Noivern is also kind of coming back into the meta, being kind of the fastest thing in the tier since most of the crowbots are more bulkier set so it's got that utility the noivern utility with offensive presence of being able to spam boom burst hurricane draco meteors with impunity yeah as well as roost and defog if you take that route too noivern's pretty cool yeah no you got off you got offense and utility with it very much just like crowbat but robots are getting extra bulky with some of the fighting types that are in noivern can go a little faster dial speed them Mm -hmm. now on to are you Yep, sounds good. So last time we were talking, Obstagoon was having its suspect test wrap up, and it did turn out banned, and good riddance, because that thing was bananas and way too much for this level of a tier. So once Cobalion left the tier with the regular update, Obstagoon was way too free to do what it wanted, so now it's finally gone, which opens the door for a whole lot of other things to really have their chance to shine. One quick example is a lot of dark types, just as a typing, got a whole lot better with Obstagoon leaving, both because it doesn't compete with it as a dark type, and because Obstagoon itself really punished darks because, you know, they'd want to come in on a knockoff so that they could absorb that and resist it, but then Obstagoon would just turn around and slap you with a normal move or close combat. So, Darks really did not like Obstagoon existing. Things like Guzzlord, Pangoro, Umbreon even, all really appreciated. Mm -hmm. Another thing that really enjoys it is just psychic types in general. One that comes to mind that people are particularly excited about in the forums is Reuniclus, specifically the Assault Vest Future Sight Reuniclus, probably presumably running Regenerator so it can switch in and out a lot. Mm-hmm. It has a whole lot more breathing room now because it's not worried about random knockoffs. It can throw future sights into the air without just freely allowing the terrifying force that is Obstagoon to come in and absorb it and maybe activate its orb, get off some kind of boost. So it has a whole lot more freedom to do what it wants to do, making special attackers a little more wary. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned it before, but Cobalion leaving the tier and now also Obstagoon leaving the tier opens it up for a couple other random things with Cobalion and Obstagoon in combination specifically. One is uh, Drapion is one that people are using to just kind of fill the Obstagoon gap for now until they find something and realize Pangoro is Urshifu single strike light edition. So that's a scary thing for now. Another one that I was kind of surprised to see really benefit was Togekiss because it's had a good counter with Cobalion because it would Cobalion would come in on whatever, outrun it and ironhead it, which is stab super effective. Pretty good, pretty good check to Togekiss if it was slower. But with Cobalion and Obstagoon leaving, both of which were faster and really powerful, Nasty Plot Togekiss is a lot scarier. So, that is Kind of the summary of what's going on there. Just they're still adapting to the recent bans and tier shifts. Mm-hmm. And that's the summary. Yeah. 
Cool deal. On to the next year, NU, where they did have a suspect test on Sil Valley ground, uh, but it did not make it through. It it had a it was close, but it was just under the percentage required to get it banned, mm-hmm. which basically w- relieved a lot of the a good number of players. As the general opinion is that Silvali Ground kind of held the tier together, not being not quite broken, but just you know the you know just the standard default thing, just being able to handle a lot, just the general threats of the meta, and just having that utility. Yeah. An offensive presence, something like OT kind of thing. <laughs> Amazing how solid ground types all tend to be what holds things together. Yeah, yeah, they they're good role fillers because they tend to either set hazards. Or a lot of them end up having defog or rapid spit as well. So mm-hmm. they do a little bit of both. So yeah, so Savala just kind of mimics what Flygon used to do while it was in the tier, being that kind of faster ground. The odd things that come from this are not necessarily the tier impact, but mainly just because of the voting suspect process for this one. There was a lot, I think, issues with the vote and the requirements specifically for it. And definitely kind of looking compared to other the other kind of suspect tests, this one was definitely a little bit lower. I don't think quite as many people got be able to vote that may have yeah, wanted Yeah, it to. was odd. It was odd reading through the forums, and it was um, there was kind of... A purveying thought of, yeah, we know that the suspect test process isn't as good as it should be, but it's what we had. So it just felt weird with that line of thinking being repeated. So I don't know what's to come of that. Um, If any other tiering action happens before Gen 9 occurs, if anything is restructured for Gen 9, if it's limited to NU or applies to all of the tiers, because there's been some tiering frustration before, but not quite like this from what I have seen. So, mm-hmm. who knows? That's just what happens when you're the eagle eyes of the Smogums. Yeah. <laughs> and so, rounding it out, we'll hop into PU, and very honestly, folks, it's the lowest tier, because it ZU isn't officially acknowledged like that, but PU's the lowest tier, and we're a couple months out from Gen 9. Not a lot has happened. Honestly, like, even in the in the forums... Not a whole lot of posts in that forum for PU have occurred in the last two months, let alone just the last one. So, meh. Uh, People think that Wishiwashi and Aggron do a really good job checking majority of special attackers in the tier, which is odd. Especially with the next breath that I will say, and that is that Jellicent and Hatrem work well together. I guess Jellicent is blocked by Wishy, now that I think, but... Mm-hmm. Um, Jellicent and Hatrem specifically because Jelly likes to come in without damage. Hatrem does a really good job at blocking hazards from coming in because then Jellicent in this tier, remember, is a specs user. So big, powerful, ugly, nasty water spouts coming from. Oh yeah, from a pretty, so, pretty respectable. Yeah, I think it's around base one hundred, mm-hmm. which is you know that's the same level of attack as Zygarde has for its attack stat. I mean that's the same as Starmie. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, that is tier time. Expect them to be this level of shortness from here till November yeah. because just people are just ready for something new, I guess. That's what happens when you have a balanced tier and not a lot happens. It feels stale because it's balanced. It's amazing how often those two traits coincide. Mm-hmm. And so with that, we'll go ahead and call tier time here and go to the topic where we can share our woes about what is not to come. We'll be right back. All All right. right. 
So are we just kind of kind of spitball about how how sad we are about home not happening? And now for our main topic. And welcome back to the topic of Battlecast 51. It's finally here, folks. The time that we have been waiting for and talking about for months now with great anticipation. The home update, which allows for the transfer of Pokemon from BDSP and Pokemon Legends Arceus into home and, by extension, into Sword and Shield. However... I say that with a lot of asterisks because that is what we are going to talk about next, is the limitations and what it can and cannot enable. Mm -hmm. So, a big, fast, quick summary, and the one that hurts me the most to say, nothing new is coming to Sword and Shield. Yeah. Pretty much at all. So, we say that because the when Pokemon are transferred into home... And feel free to hop in and stop me if I'm missaying anything, Shark. I don't want to accidentally mess myself up. But when Pokemon come into home, they will reflect the game of origin, like where they came from, what they look like, what their moveset is. On the screen in home, you can see what their moveset is. You can even see on something from Legends Arceus, move mastery level, which is really kind of cool. Yeah. It really says this is from PLA, things like that. Mm-hmm. When that Pokemon lands in Sword and Shield, if it's allowed in in the first place, its moveset will be completely wiped and replaced by what its level-up moveset is based on the level that it is when you put it into Sword and Shield. Yes. So, a Gliscor that you put into your home that has the move Spikes will drop into Sword and Shield. I'm lying, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um... Without that move. We'll say Empoleon. That's a better example because yeah. of the other part. Yeah, the Empoleon um, for BDS beast. Empoleon loses Roost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, everything else loses other cool moves. All it's all the PLA-specific moves, you know, the things like Infernal Parade, Psy Shield Bash, Springtide Storm, Shelter. All those new moves also don't make it into there. Yep, that's so, correct. So, nothing new move-wise. On top of that... Nothing new Pokemon-wise that we know of is going into Sword and Shield. So that Gliscor example is garbage because Gliscor is stopped at the Galar Border Patrol Agency and will continue to be stopped by that through this home update. No Gliscor in Sword and Shield. So no new Pokemon in that regard. And new forms. Hisuian forms Hisuian forms specifically will not be allowed in either despite sharing a Pokedex number. They are new data in Sword and Shield, and Sword and Shield will not be updated to accommodate for that. That is specifically said on the official website. They give an example of Hisuian Growlithe, saying that regular Growlithe is allowed in Galar, but Hisuian Growlithe will not be. So that tells me not to get my hopes up for the next four months either. Four months? Six months. Yeah, uh, yeah, six months. Jeez. Oh, yeah. Going is it into, almost? Um, six, is it six months to the day? Yeah, pretty much. From what oh, we're guessing, guess, oh, it's we don't come know the official release. Right, right, right. Yeah, there's no date yet. It's almost exactly. That time. Yeah, but no new forms. So my precious baby Hisuian Gudra will never touch Sword and Shield. Bummer. Yeah, well, I mean, there is always a 
you know, asterisk chance, but it's pretty much expect yeah. that nothing, no more updates to in that. Yeah, we have been misdirected before, but the fact that the official website said Hisui and Growlithe will not be allowed in Sword and Shield while regular will. It gives that example, tells yeah. me no new forms either. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I think that's the model that they're going on in terms of, okay, only Pokemon that are in the game are allowed in the game. And it yeah. seems like there's not going to be the kind of thing that happened in the past. You could have, you would have... You know, your regional decks, you know, has 450, but then, oh, you can have these secret Pokemon lurking around in there. Mm -hmm. Like, no, it's like, what's in, what's, what's in the game programmed in is what's set. Yeah. So, hope and to there, see. there are other things that are enabled, mainly when it comes to transferring Pokemon from other games into Phantom, uh, not Phantom, no, what? Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus and uh, BDSP. So things can go into those from other games, other regions, so long as the Pokemon themselves are allowed. But again, the movesets will be wiped upon arriving in whatever new game they're from. Yes. That seems to be a mechanic that they're going with with this, yeah. to make sure moveset legality happens correctly. Yeah, it is basically, it's just now by default, instead of having, I think, part of it I can understand if this is the approach they initially wanted for Sword and Shield, they had yeah. the battle ready, which is essentially wipe the moves and gives you the, you know, battle ready mark, your non-swish Pokemon. Mm -hmm. That's what you had to do. Like, go there, get it battle ready, wipe the moves, then you have to relearn stuff and be set. Yeah, but which kind of leads into... It at the door. Now you don't have to go yeah. anywhere. It's just, okay, it's always going to be battle ready. Yep, which... which which really leads into, like, the ramifications for now and for the future that we wanted to really talk about and highlight. This is kind of an exciting change. Mm -hmm. um, it is a great because change. If this... It is also a bad... Like, it is good and bad at the same time, depending yeah. on your perspective. This is setting a precedent that is very very interesting because unlike like what you were saying shark if a pokemon lands in the game and has moves that means smogon will let that pokemon and move set into its official ladder mm -hmm. so take softboiled clefable for instance one of my precious babies yes, that's such it a... got softboiled in gen 3 yep. that's the only way it's tutored and you have to in theory transfer that tutored softboiled clefable all the way up from, I think it was like so, Fire Red and Leaf Green. Yeah, I think so. I think so, because I think that was one of the TMs in that game. Oh, was one of the TMs. A tutor. Or tu maybe it was, it was a, a TM in Gen 1, probably turned into win. Yeah, tutor in, um, you had to surf across in like uh, Celadon City or something yeah, like that. exactly. It was yeah, taught to them. a little spot, like a grimer. But that's the only way to get soft-boiled Clefable all the way up. So if this is setting a precedent of... We're not going to have you have to do a move legality thing. We are going to wipe the move set upon entry. Mm -hmm. That changes a whole lot of things. And the interesting part, too, it remembers it. For that Pokemon's file, those moves are not gone. They are just not present in the game they land in. It's something if you to watch. Transfer... I think there's... I, th I have questions on that because that yeah. seems... Because that's something that hasn't been done before. I'm definitely going mm -hmm. to experiment with that. And I think that's going to be one of the big questions is how much does it actually remember? And I'll probably be yeah. taking something like, you know, just something simple like a tutor move. Like uh, if something I could bring into BDSP got Grassy Glide, bring it into BDSP real quick and then bring it back to Switch and see if it remembered Glassy Glide. Yeah. I would and what I think they're setting up for is... Um... 
still allowing for that kind of transfer to occur, even if a Pokemon touches Gen 9. Because up till that point, once a Pokemon touched home or Gen 8, it could no longer go back to prior gens for whatever reason, one reason or another. Um, this might be setting up the precedent that the Pokemon files themselves now remember what those moves are. So when they land in Scarlet Violet, they have one move set or even learn set. And when they land back in Sword and Shield, they reset to Sword and Shield learn set and may even have moves that they had remembered from there. It's going to be real interesting to see what the data does and how much they remember from one game to the next. But there could be a lot more translatability, but also a move set reset, which will basically completely revamp what Smogon tiers um, have come to, you know, memorize and know. How many things have knockoff? How many things have toxic? They won't anymore. Yeah, That'll be... Toxic, yeah, toxic is going to be huge. Yeah, your buzzwall won't be able to toxic any random switch in or anything like that. Like, that'll be gone. Only a handful of things will have that move now, in theory. I'm excited for that. Yeah. I've been talking about that for years. Yeah. So I... if that's what they're setting up... Yeah, I'm excited for that. I, I, I think that's good because it just like sometimes it just gets a little complicated trying to track it right all. Yeah. Now you can kind of like hear, hear it out, focus it on. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, toxic. I'm just looking right now. These are the, like, it's pretty much poison type that yep. burn it by and level. Like Ferrothorn. Things like, like, you know, Nidoqueen, Nidoking, Crobat, Bileplume, Gengar, Weezing, Quillfish, Rosary. Yeah. Finipede, Drapion, Toxapex, Lazzle, Puse. They all still get it, but things like, Including you know, some all the evolutions will not get hauled Glyscore up. not learning Toxic just mystifies me, honestly. <laughs> totally fair. Much but things fair. like that. Mm-hmm. The soft-boiled Clef might be gone in Generation 9. Um, like I said earlier, Knockoff might no longer be as prevalent in Generation 9. Things that were tutored it back in, like, Gen 4 honestly, won't have it anymore. Honestly, Teleport cold a little teleport might the, get few popped. of those yep. gen one let's go pev ones like arcanine i didn't think of that and yeah arcanine clefable and uh i think yeah, it's uh, blissey i think that's a huge one uh-huh. if i recall they were the ones on only yeah that game. the biggest one being the slow twins yeah oh yeah i don't even think they no they didn't they got it through let's go that i didn't think of Ooh, that's going to change a lot of viabilities and make Gloking the best <laughs> yeah so yeah, that's one thing that we're real excited for and looking forward to with the home update. Of course, we don't know for now and we won't know for another six months, but you know, we've been waiting on this home update forever since they announced it and we're diving into it. And we'll go ahead and throw this out here. We are waiting to see if things like the moves, uh, the new moves from Pokemon Legends Arceus and maybe even the base stats, the abilities, things like that, We're waiting to see, because on time of recording, they have not cracked the code yet. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's still being updated. I think it may have been down an hour or so. Yeah, it's it's only been down for 39 minutes, so it hasn't landed anywhere yet. So the people who do the normal cracking in data mining have not had the chance yet. So we'll we'll amend this, um, this topic here. Shark and I will get together tomorrow after some chances had, if if there's anything to report. Uh, so if there's an awkward silence that goes directly into the end here in a, in a couple of minutes when it says, hey, and here's where we'll put a segment if we have it, uh, we may not have it by the time this comes out. Yeah. But who knows? On top of that, we may finally know if Shelter does in fact raise your evasion 
or if it just raises your defensive stats and acts as a protect. Yeah, so. because before you could, like before with home, you had learned sets and you had these crazy like the mm-hmm. the, the thoughts of if you recall cosmic power Celeste expanding force tabu lele power whip glyscore like that was in home data and that people hope like we thought oh we're gonna get these things yep. we never got them and at the same time home or bank or whatever data is how we got a lot of base stat totals for pokemon so we can confirm what we think the base stat totals will be um those are kind of in the code for legends arceus to begin with but who knows they could change it when they land in sword and shield or well, whatever scarlet so, violet scarlet Vi- thank you yeah scarlet violet when hisui and zoroark lands it may or may not still have the same stats as what we think it'll have mm-hmm. and we don't know what its moves will, so that'll be interesting like will uh, the things that i'm most curious about are the really important meta pokemon uh shelter because i'm biased oh, i'm to I be fair honest predict goodness hisui and gudra is always gonna be very good. just for the kind be, of yeah. used it in draft just see, it's act it's bulk it's mm-hmm. bulk. it is it, and it's such a cool typing yeah it just still does not have that many weaknesses bulky and yep. shelter can be either hopefully it's not evasion boost and it's just like okay yeah. just a glorified cosmic what i think it'll be personally um just because a lot of the moves that obscure are semi-protect moves or something like that instead of just being a a thing like that to protect they put in obscure in legends arceus instead i think it could be a protect that raises your defensive stats i don't know we'll see maybe something kind of like a king's shield yeah something along those lines has some other weird effect on top of protecting a spiky shield that obstruct you know those are all weird ones um the other one is headlong rush i really am really curious to see what that does for Hisui, not Hisuian. It's not Hisuian. Um, thank you. Yeah, it's my TCG brain always puts Hisuian in front of the new Pokemon. Um, yeah, no, Ursaluna. But it, Ursaluna is bananas. Oh yeah, no, that thing. It's like it's once you. Well, this is going to be the interesting thing is when it gets uh, what like if it could get the Ursaring moves once it has the tools that Ursaring has. Yeah, even you know, like even even getting rid of the cold thing as long as it gets facade and rest i think that like this poke million times absolutely than it is like, raw of the game and headlong yep. rush just looks like it's going to be close combat yep close combat ground type which coming from a 140 base attack potentially guts boosted <clears throat> stupid yeah like that thing two hit ko's skarmory with facade like yeah what yeah, yeah. ursaluna is instant ou facade headlong rush thunder punch bulk up rest whatever else close combat like it can do oh, a lot yeah. because it's got ursa rings moveset mm-hmm. in theory in theory but yeah. we'll we've talked about that too but we're hoping that all these Sasuians make it into scarlet violet yeah. in one form or another yeah, because you know it'll be the first time they're usable yeah uh which ones i think Zoroark for sure. Uh, were there any others that were teased? I, like I don't recall any. Yeah. yeah, I think it might just be that one. But hopefully, Loki terrified does, by of mean that the rest. Of it yeah, at some point, maybe they Loki terrified of an amorous. Yeah, an amorous springtime storm. Yep, or just the the storms on any of the other genies. Mm-hmm. Wild Bolt, Sandseer, whatever the one that freezes things, yeah. Mountain Gale. No, that's not right. No, Mountain Gale is... Oh. Regardless. There's Sandseer, Springtide, Wild Bolt, oh, Bleak and... Oh, Bleakwind. Starts at the B. There it is. Yep. Yeah. So those are some terrifying moves that it may just be big old 100 base power monsters and 
80 accuracy monsters. Yeah. Uh, better malice. I wonder if it is going to just be glorified hex with you mm-hmm. know, with there's the a lot of hexes. Same thing with Barbarage. Exactly. And we're we're doing a lot of speculation now, just kind of building excitement for hopefully 24 hours from now when we fill when we uh, record. Yep, that's what they do. Or record. Nope, we don't have any move set data for a quote unquote mainline typical battle yeah, no, game. Have not been so. programmed in to any into home yet. Yeah. Because that could be the update that comes in November, is finally having those moves, and then instead of wiping those moves when they land in Scarlet Violet, they may keep those ones. We don't know. They could do anything they want now. The rules are out the window. Like a Pokemon with the same Pokedex number not being allowed in the region? (laughs) What? (laughs) Rules are out the window. No Gudra or Growlithe for you, bucko. So what else on top of this? With the home update finally landing, I've the biggest thing that was on my heart was the precedent being set for the move set resetting yeah just um, is there anything else that was you really that's the big thing is just understanding how the moves are gone like are they really yeah. stored or are they going to completely wipe every time you transfer it? so if you take it from swish into bdsp does it reset there then you take it into pla it resets there then you take it back to swish it resets there or does it actually yeah. remember it said, any of those things and it said that it remembers it when it goes back to its origin game that's what the PR stuff is said. Could it be different if it goes from, like, instead of one game back and forth to three games and it has to remember three different movesets in those games? Yeah. Is it more of just going in we don't know. home and back to the game and that's what it remembers? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we have that any, um, if we have any other fun new hidden things in the home moveset date. Yeah. What? Who knows? Maybe. We might learn a glimpse of what um, How busted Luna could learn. Be. Yeah, if it gets if it gets hammer arm. Hammer arm. No, no, not with contrary, <laughs> please. Please, uh, break every... No, immediate Uber. Immediate oh, yeah. Uber. No, it'd Get be out of my Uber. face. No, it'd be, honestly, it'd be better. Yeah. Mandate a ghost on every team. Uh, goodness. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that is where we'll go ahead and call it for this segment. Um, and as I said, this, after this, is where we'll insert a bit talking about what we know... If within the next 24 hours, we know anything. If not, uh, then we had a whole lot of lead up to nothing and we'll (laughs) hit you with the ending things that we normally say. So one way or another, we'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's Seth Vilo again, and it's just me this time because honestly, there was not a whole lot of new stuff that came out with the data mine so far. So I'll run through it really fast. Number one is that it seems that Pokemon do now, with how they've reformatted how the Pokemon data files are saved, they have a memory on each game all their own. So this again highlights and really kind of starts to set the precedent that a Pokemon's moveset will be wiped upon entry into any new game and then restored to what it is when it goes back to any other game. There is a per-game memory for each Pokemon's moveset. So, softboiled Clefable, I don't think you're going to make it to Scarlet and Violet. I'm so sorry. This also might tell us that the moves from PLA might not ever make it to another game. We don't know. We have no data. When you look at a Pokemon from PLA with Sword and Shield selected as your game in home, it shows no moveset data at all. No moveset, no ability, no anything. So really, it's not even trying to read the data from a Sword and Shield quote-unquote mainline perspective. 
So we don't really know what that means. If these PLA moves will ever go beyond PLA, we may never have to worry about if shelter boosts evasion or not. So they may be locked there forever. Another couple of quirks. You can transfer Pokemon into home but and out of home in most situations. You can't transfer your Spindas into home from BDSP because of how the uh, patterns ended up being coded in BDSP versus everywhere else. You also cannot transfer Ninkata, of all things, from home into BDSP because it will be caught by the clone catchers or the clone software uh, things because that's how Ninkata evolves. Is it technically in the game files makes a clone of itself based on like the number, the Pokemon data, things like that. So to avoid that legality issue, they are just not allowing Ninkata to touch BDSP unless you catch it there naturally. Another couple of things is that Origin Form Dialga, Origin Form Palkia, and all alternate type forms of Arceus will revert to their base forms upon being put into home. This probably tells us that they, if they exist in other games, will still be item hold dependent in order to transform into those forms, just like how Giratina reverts to its base form in home now. The one difference is that Shaman Skyform, of all things, is now able to be transferred into home and stay in its Skyform. One thing to note, just as a PSA, don't try to transfer in your Giratina that is shiny into PLA to have it use Shadow Force. That will crash your game. If a shiny Giratina uses Shadow Force, your game will crash. So don't do that. But other than that, other than those couple of small details, really there are not a whole lot of things added from the data mines so far. So I'm glad we could come back to you 24 hours later with that quote-unquote update. Stay tuned because things can always change and we will definitely keep you informed. And so now we'll head back to the episode to wrap it up. Thank you so much. And we're back after that either awkward pause or elaboration 24 hours later, and we'll just wrap it up from here. If you like what you hear, then please come listen to us on other things on the Puckle Plus feed, because you've got us with the Battlecast, you've got the TCG cast, which, if I'm correct, is coming out the same day as this one, because I was late and they were on time. Uh, We've also got the Trivia Rewind and Game Corner shows that come out here on Puckle Plus. If you like those and want to hear just more general Pokemon goodness, we've got the main feed. If you're not already subscribed there, look up on your favorite podcast provider, the Puckle channel. It is the Great Ball one instead of the, uh, oh no, what is this one for Puckle Plus? It's orange. I don't remember. Is it it the Sport Ball? Actually, I haven't actually actually never partitioned. What what ball is this? Oh (laughs) no. What kind of ball is the... I think it's the Sport Ball... I think it's the sport ball. Yeah, I think you're right. What is what is Pokemon sport ball? Sport, oh, I should actually say sport ball Pokemon. Ignore our typing. Uh, no, that's not the ball. <laughs> that's not it. Oh, no. Have, it's not friend ball. I have an infographic <laughs> oh, here. Oh, no. <laughs> Jeopardy music. Is it the level ball? Level up your play? I think it's the level ball. Yeah, yeah, you know, it might be the level ball. It might be the level ball. It might be the, the level ball because the level ball I have is a d- slightly disc- is more yellow than orange, but I it <laughs> has the V. Yeah, if it's got the V, then that's what it is. <laughs> 
this is the kind of mental state you catch us in, folks. That's yeah, no, uh, it's a slightly that's some dis- live yeah, no, stream a, of consciousness. It's a, it's a level ball. It's a discolored. Level it's a level ball. ball. We'll go yeah. with that. Looking at it again. Oh my goodness. Jeez. <laughs> anyway, look at look up the Puckle Feed, which is a great ball, and. That show comes out every Monday. The ones on this Level Ball channel come out every Thursday, unless you're lame like me and forget to get one scheduled. And if you also like to support the show, you can do so in multiple ways. You buy ramen from Vite Ram, the code Puckle. It still works, folks. You can also support us by grabbing some shirts on our channel and subscribing via Patreon. That's the most beneficial way and reliable way. It makes us all have nice mics, folks. It all goes right back into making the community what it is. Good stuff. If you want to be part of the community that I mentioned, join us on Discord. That's where the magic happens. That's where the conversations and tournaments happen, too. And we also stream on Twitch very frequently at The Puckle Podcast, twitch.com slash The Puckle Podcast. We have Twitter. We have Facebook. We have uh, YouTube. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, YouTube. That's the other big one. I couldn't think of the name YouTube. Wow. I need water or coffee. YouTube is a big one for us. That's one that we're aiming to expand on and yeah did i miss anything shark you're usually the one yeah. that keeps me accountable I think for that we hit all the big ones sounds good including all of us together learning what a level ball looks like <laughs> and so with that um we will see you guys next month and join us again for the waning of a generation until then i have been seth vilo i've been shark finnegan and we'll catch you guys next time Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.